Hello, and welcome to SciHouse Soundbites. I'm Anna. And I am Judith. And together with our guests, scientists, artists, and public engagement professionals, we're going to explore the intersection between art and science, from science communication in academia to public engagement and interdisciplinary collaboration. In some of our episodes, you will hear practical tips from our SciHouse School facilitators that will help you develop your creative skills to communicate your research. In others, you will discover inspiring art, science experiments, and find out best practices to collaborate across disciplines, either through lab residencies or contemporary art commissions. Oh, and by the way, SciHouse is not only a podcast, it's also the first e-learning and community platform for researchers and science students that focuses on teaching creative tools for science communication. Find out more about our courses and what we are all about at www.scihouse.com. In this episode, we speak with Bella Spencer, Public Engagement Officer at King's College London, where she is responsible for encouraging and enabling early career researchers to undertake activities that engage public groups with their research. During our conversation, we'll explore Bella's career from film to neuroscience to public engagement, and we'll hear some great tips on how to create meaningful and effective science and art collaborations. Bella, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's really, really a pleasure to have you with us, even like virtually. Bella, you've done some incredible public engagement projects. You worked for Science Museum, the Science Gallery, currently working with King's College. How was your transition from a student in neuroscience to public engagement? I started studying neuroscience at King's, but before that I'd always been really interested in film and kind of been brought up on like filmmaking as my after-school club, everything I do in the summer holidays and just played around with it and then I'd done some kind of residentials and things and I was really into it, but I always saw them as like very separate parts of my life. I was like studying neuroscience, I was just studying neuroscience and when I was doing film I was just making films about other things and I'd always say like oh, when I'm older, I'm going to do like, I'm going to be a creative scientist. But I didn't really know what that actually meant or like if it existed, but I just had like an inkling. But I didn't really know anyone who who worked in science. So there was no one to tell me like what that might be. And then I I made um, a film during my year in research. And I was researching in Edinburgh, looking at uh, zebrafish brains. I made a short film that was broadcast on Channel 4. And that's where I learned that people were actually like, really interested in science so the film was exploring the relationship between epilepsy and depression looking inside the brain of Ian Curtis from Joy Division working with animators and sound designers and that was a really fun process and um, realised I really enjoyed that and then from there I started working lots with science gallery and then with science museum and then I realised that I wanted to be the person who was like translating the science in into uh, exciting projects rather than being the person who was like on the floor engaging with people directly. So that very tangentially led me into um, public engagement. So you never consider a career as a scientist then? Well, sometimes I, I toy with the idea. I guess I, yeah, I guess I thought I was going to be a scientist. But then, yeah, really, when I actually tried to be one, I realised I didn't want to do that at all. I did not have the patience or the wherewithal to stick it out. The things that were exciting me most was when I had the opportunity to like explain science to people in presentations or talk to people from distant disciplines to try and work out new solutions to problems. It wasn't really necessarily doing the the science that was getting me excited. 
I'd always done films and then I just brought the science into that one. And I've always been really lucky in that I've always kind of done filmmaking within a bigger program where there's lots of like experts and people around to help you. So they've always supported me and they were just really excited that I wanted to make a film about science. What do you think would have helped you make that kind of like transition easier? I think initially I thought I had to be responsible for every single element, knowing the science, being the artist. And then I learned the power of collaboration and that you can bring artistic practitioners from the art world and they can bring their own interpretation of the science. And then I realised I wanted to be the person that was like the linchpin and keeping them together. I think a lot of it is to do with kind of the the passion and the motivation and and the understanding of slightly of both worlds. I think that's really important that you need to understand the languages and the processes that both worlds are working in. Like the way you were talking about, you know, your role as a enabler, really, to kind of connect these two worlds. What's, in your opinion, the role of art in that public engagement strategy, especially when we compare with more traditional public engagement methodologies? So I think the role of art with science used to be very much translating or illustrating a scientific principle in order to um, communicate or raise awareness about a certain issue Um, but more and more I see artists kind of playing with scientific concepts and challenging science exploring new possibilities of where science could go and it really becoming a tool to open up the conversation with people outside of science and outside of art with with the research topic so that ultimately they can maybe shape it and have a say and be more empowered with it. There's definitely a a growing appetite of researchers wanting to work with artists. Often when you ask them what kind of public engagement they want to do, they just say, I want to work with an artist and don't necessarily know what that entails or what that might look like. But yeah, the appetite is definitely there, which is exciting. I think there are still quite a lot of limitations that exist within the framework of a university in that ultimately they do still want something that just demonstrates the research in a really positive light and celebrates it and will ultimately lead to more funding opportunities and more students wanting to join their institution but that shouldn't be and probably isn't the aims of the artist who's taking part and so I think it's really important to create spaces that don't stifle their integrity and their ambitions with their projects. Trying to create a level playing field for communication, taking time to work out what are the phrases and and the kind of topics that maybe have different meanings in the different science and art languages. Um, and, yeah, and ensuring that everybody is at an equal understanding. And I, I suppose for the artist to be able to translate the science and do the most exciting projects possible they really need to get their teeth stuck into it and understand it as much as possible so it's kind of supporting the researcher to be able to break it down to a level that enables the artist in the first place to understand it so that they can create something that allows the public to understand it that allows audiences to understand it so it's kind of creating a, some space and the time for it I think I have learned that the more willing you are to do the work that reduces the work of the scientist, the more successful a project will it be. As you mentioned, sometimes there must be some friction. And how do you solve that friction? How do you bridge those those gaps in a way? I think that the people who are involved in those collaborations should only want to prioritise it to some extent. You shouldn't just do it because you feel it's a tick box exercise because it is going to require a lot of input and a lot of time. 
and and energy and effort so you need to be willing to bring that to some extent so in answer to the first question of how to make it a priority on a very cynical level i think it's to do with funding um, they know that the money comes when the public engagement is there then that is a kind of a, a kick in the in the direction of having to do it but otherwise i think it's kind of a gradual culture shift and showing people that what can be achieved and what can be done and how the amazing benefits it can have on your research and you as a researcher and your career progression increasingly because academia is so competitive if you can have this edge that brings something else to your research and you as a researcher that can really help you stand out so maybe helping researchers understand that showing them the benefit that you're taking your research to a whole new audience that's really helping you disseminate it and increase its impact and it's also allowing the people that your research is hoping to impact to directly understand it and then hopefully be able to shape it I think that's the public engagement that's most exciting for me is opening up that space for the people who are impacted by your research to shape it itself so that it can have the most benefit possible as as a former researcher you know you you often have deadlines and you have to submit this paper at this time or do you think there is also that challenge of time constraints really yeah definitely i think policy needs to play a role on on that level in terms of making it part of a researcher's responsibility in their research for it to be kind of socially minded but also that policy needs to be open and accessible enough that those findings Science and art projects can be amazing for kind of opening up a discussion around a really um, knotty topic and can yield a lot of kind of amazing public opinions and insights. But if there's no way of allowing that to shape policy, then it kind of ultimately can't go that far. So I think there needs to be a way in for those conversations to shape and make a difference. And there are some projects doing that. And I think it's really exciting. It's really great, as you say, that some people are extremely passionate about public engagement or even like they have an interest in a specific um, medium like film or artistic practice. But how can we how can we reach out to those people that might not be passionate or might not have the interest? How can we make it more of a priority and do you think it should be a priority yeah definitely I mean I wish someone had told me about public engagement when I was studying neuroscience I think the only thing I did related to it was in one exam I had to write a lay summary of a paper like that was the most I ever thought about how I could make science accessible and yeah they very much were two separate worlds it's really important that you show people that you can and you should bring them together and and I guess one way of doing that is by having these projects that are speaking to those people in schools. What are your tips scientists are trying to move into public engagement specifically working with artists i tried to narrow them down (laughs) it became an extensive list i think the first one was to really work out why you want to do it and what you want to achieve with it rather than just saying i want to work with an artist why who are you hoping to reach what you want what do you want to tell them what do you want them to be able to tell you what's the purpose of it And then once you've done that, you'll be able to define much better who you should be working with, because obviously we use the term artist, but that could mean a multitude of different disciplines and practices. Take the time to get to know the artist that you're collaborating with. If you can do that at the start, you're going to avoid a whole load of bumps further down the road. And like I said before, work out each other's languages. Make sure you both understand where you're coming from and what you're hoping to achieve. And also involve the audience that you are hoping to reach right from the start, like allow them to shape it. I think 
a lot of art is designed for young people, like 15 to 25 year olds, but very few of those projects actually ask those people what they're interested in. And I think there's a lot of value in that. You'll save yourself a lot of time and a lot of hurt if you allow them to be involved. I'd also recommend that you have enough money to be able to pay people fairly and pay people throughout the duration of the project. Artists shouldn't work for free. And also be prepared to learn from artists. Don't just uh, expect that you will be the kind of chalice of knowledge, but also that they will bring a lot and they can teach you a lot about your practice and about your research. What do you think is the value of participatory work in art and science collaborations? Do you think it's achievable? Do you think it brings any value to the collaboration? Yeah, I think it brings a lot of challenges, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. <laughs> but I think it probably requires quite a lot of support and a lot of thought. It's definitely something that I'm realizing more and more in the work I do. You really need to work out why it is that you want a certain group to participate in a project that you're doing and why should they want to do it as well. But I think it brings together lots of different perspectives, which is beneficial for the project, also the individuals that are involved from from every degree, from the artist to the scientists and, and the people who are being involved. Uh, I've worked with have said some really interesting things about how they learnt things from talking to patients in that they would have taken years to work out through their research. So I think there's definitely a lot of value of speaking to the people that you're working with. Thank you so much, Bella, for speaking with us and for sharing these incredible tips on science and art collaborations. We also want to say a big thank you to our listeners for tuning in. To join the conversation, follow us on Instagram at SciHouse and Twitter at SciHouse underscore school. And continue to message us on the website or over social media if you have any comments or suggestions. We'd love hearing from you. Thank you.